Welcome to Welcome to Primetime, a show covering the Freddy Krueger-hosted anthology series Freddy's Nightmares, one episode at a time. I'm Brennan Klein. Every episode is brought to you by listeners who donated to the Okra Project. Donations are now closed. Thank you so much to everybody who contributed. This week's patron is Chaz Monkey. Our guest is an author of Dutch children's books, young adult books, and poetry. Also one of my Twitter BFFs who I'm getting to speak to live and in, in person for the first time is Miriam Braustens. Thank you for coming on the show. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for inviting me. Uh, you're welcome. Do you want to... <laughs> I mean, I know a lot of my audience is English speaking and a lot of your work is Dutch, but you never know where the Venn diagram is going to meet. So why don't you talk a little bit about your books and where people can find them? Um, well, I suppose you can find them on like Amazon and stuff if you're uh, abroad. But um, yeah, they're all in Dutch. So, um, they're in Dutch bookshops and stuff. Um, but I write um, queer YA novels and queer poetry and some children's books that aren't queer but have like queer content like kids have two moms and stuff oh no that's important stuff and i'm 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 glad you're doing it i i, I trust your instincts <laughs> thanks you're welcome <laughs> we're here to talk about season two episode 17 interior loft later original air date february 4th 1990 here's what you could have watched in theaters <laughs> instead that weekend Miriam's laughing because I totally fucked up and talked about a different episode first and we have to restart. <laughs> um, you could have seen Men Don't Leave with Jessica Lange and a movie called Heart Condition, which is a buddy comedy with Bob Hoskins and Denzel Washington, where he's a ghost who gives Bob Hoskins love advice because he had a heart transplant. It's It's a whole thing. See, now I don't have a funny story because I didn't watch those films. No, I don't know that anybody did. <laughs> um, but the the writer and director here, dream team of season two, that you couldn't get rid of them, um, Jonathan Glasner and Ken Wiederhorn. Um, the cast here, um, as Stacy, we have Leslie Bega, who has exclusively appeared in Italian-American projects like The Sopranos and Get Shorty. And as Fabiana, we have Fabiana Udenio. Um, she's still working. She was just in Jane the Virgin for quite a few episodes. She's also really? in summer school. Yeah. Who but did she play? In... Sorry? Who did she play in Jane the Virgin? Let me double check. Fabiana Udenio. I think her name might have been Elena, but I am going to double check really quick. Huh. Um, but also, probably most famously, she played a lot of vagina in Austin Powers. Oh. Um, yeah, Elena Dinola is her character in Jane the Virgin. Oh, God, I, I wish I had better memory. Cause I have seen Jane the Virgin, but I have no clue who she is. <laughs> no, it's, it's so hard, especially on TV, because she was on seven episodes, which is enough that if you saw her, you'd probably be like, oh, I know you. Yeah. But remembering the names of every side character on a TV show is, it's a big job. <laughs> True. Um, but, I mean, look, I barely remember the names of the characters in these episodes that we're talking about, let alone like old Jane the Virgin episodes. <laughs> um, okay, fair enough. But let's let's get into it. Um, Interior Loft Later. It is a very loose sequel to the previous episode, which was called Interior Loft, except... 
there's no connection except for one of a minor character who shows up for one scene also played a different character in the previous episode and then it just takes place in literally the same set so there's nothing you need to know (laughs) okay good um yeah we open in a loft um there is a horrible art gallery happening a man's just sitting in a bathtub sketching and he has done a sculpture of a nude woman's headless body with blood on it and everyone's like oh my god i was wondering is that like that's not a gallery is it is that's their home yes it is just a loft that they live in yeah (laughs) um this kind of thing might work more in new york but springwood ohio is not the place you'd expect to find such a such a bohemian space i dare say (laughs) exactly i was like what are they just doing this at their house yeah, it's it's really confusing, especially because, you know, later in this episode, we do see it used just as an apartment. Yeah, exactly. But the bathtub is still there in the middle of the living room. Yeah, it's confusing. I mean, not to skip ahead too much, but the guy says, oh, I'll sleep in the bathtub. That's fine. Um, yeah. Is no one taking baths in the bathtub? It was so confusing. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I truly don't know what the what this space is and what it's for um but right now it's a gallery okay um the the artist who is putting on the show his name is alex um his wife fabiana is like a very sexy lady with an accent um and she's current what (laughs) like me (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) um but yeah so she is being flirted with hard by this performance artist named art um he is shirtless with only suspenders like barely covering his nipples um i don't know what your mileage is on this but this man was really hot miriam (laughs) (laughs) i thought he was hot when i first saw him and then he started speaking and i was like no oh yeah that'll ruin it it. (laughs) no yeah i i i'm i'm separating the art from the artist i guess Um, But that's his whole thing. You can't do that because his name is Art. His name is Art and he is the art. He's he's a performance artist. Yeah. Um, He has a tattoo that says, what is art? And then he's like, anything I do is art. (laughs) Um, And Alex is weirdly annoyed by Art's pretentious artistry, (laughs) even though Alex is a pretentious artist himself who literally 12 seconds ago was doing a sketch in a bathtub during his own gallery show. Yes, I think that's like, he probably felt, felt I don't know, threatened by art. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Like he's moving in on his lady. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, so then the lady who, she turns out to be the model that he based his statue on, or he did like a cast of her body, and they did the severed head thing, and there's also like a kind of sword of Damocles type thing hanging over the statue. Um, you know, put a pin in that. It'll come back later. <laughs> Um, basically a really judgy critic is like, well, the best move any artist can make is to die because that's when all your pieces become really valuable. Um, yeah, also that'll come back later. Surprise. Um, Freddy shows up in his liminal space. He has, he has a little art hat in a little palette. He's apparently, he has running an art school called the Van Gogh in his, in his fantasy world. Yes. I was so annoyed that he didn't even try to pronounce it. (laughs) Oh yeah, how 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 would you pronounce it, Miriam? Van Gogh. Okay, I don't 
I don't think I could do that one. Um, but I will try. <laughs> um, well, actually, Freddie doesn't try, and I just have to repeat what he does. He's like, it's the Freddy Krueger School of Art. We produce suffering artists, exclusively use Van... Van... That guy's method. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, like, dude, just try it. <laughs> yeah. Like, again, I, I'm... I'm... I... Sorry. I, I'm, I'm trapped because I just got too nervous to pronounce it correctly because you are, like, actually Dutch and can do things properly. Um, That's okay. So, I won't laugh. Okay. Or maybe just a little. That, you Actually, you can laugh. That's fine. <laughs> This show is a comedy show. <laughs> okay. Can you say it one more time? Van Gogh. Van Gogh? Yeah. Van Gogh. Van Gogh, yeah. Okay. I, see, every time I do it, your voice shrinks. When you're like, uh-huh, okay. And see, oh. so that's uh, not a vote of confidence, but I will continue to try. You did very well. Thank you. No, look, I'm not asking for you to lie to me, Miriam. I'm not lying. Okay. <laughs> it's, a, it's a hard word with two Gs. It doesn't happen very often, even in the Netherlands. Oh, okay. That's, that is good to know. Um. Yeah, like in any language, there are words that, or words or phrases that are just trip you up, including one that I use in the end credits of my show when I say our artwork, which I can never say really quickly in a row. I'm always amazed by how fast you can talk. I like, I can talk fast in my own language, but not in English. And it annoys the hell out of me that I don't speak as fast as I usually do. <laughs> oh, yeah. Do you feel like you're in slow motion? Yeah. Very much. Oh, that must be chilling. I mean, I guess that's how the, the language I have the most claim to is Spanish, where I, I speak like a kindergartner. Um, so, yeah, I'm you're like, uh, I know you must feel slow in your English, but I will reiterate it is flawless. My Spanish <laughs> is like if I was talking like this, it is it's a rough ride. And that's how I feel, though. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, all I can say is that I will give you the vote of confidence that you gave me that I did not deserve, but you do deserve it. You, you got this. <laughs> cool. Um, yeah. Okay, so back to the show. Um, yeah. Fabiano wants to sleep with Alex, but he's too busy being sad about how his art show didn't go that well. He didn't sell anything. Um He has a dream that she murders him by slitting his wrists with very drippy blood for a network show. Like, this is pretty gory for Freddy's Nightmares. <laughs> And he deserved it. Like, I was sad it was a dream. Oh, yeah. No, Alex is a monster. This show does love to follow terrible people. And oh, again, my God. And also because she wants to have sex with him. And then he's like, no, no, I have, I have better stuff, better things to do. And then later he accuses her of never wanting to have sex with him. And I'm like, what? Yeah, it's the unfair double standard that men place on women. And this show is a living embodiment of that in the 80s. Oh, it was horrible. <laughs> oh, it's... The, the men in, on this show are really despicable. Um, but yeah, so we, we cut to like, I think a couple months later, they're plastering up this dude in cement because they're making his, like a statue of him. <laughs> um, they are plastering over his face and they give him a little breathing tube, but he has Fabiana like do the finishing piece because he gets a phone call or something, but she 
like dashes off at the last moment and knocks out his breathing tube so the statue guy suffocates and dies <laughs> that actually made me laugh it's very fun he's like very stiff and rigid and kind of twitching and he just falls over <laughs> Yeah, it was so silly. I was like, oh my god, this is not happening. <laughs> yeah, it, it, the, when the show shades into being a cartoon, it's 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 pretty solid sometimes. <laughs> yeah, it was very cartoon-like, definitely. Yeah, but also this guy's lung capacity is terrible. It takes him about 20 seconds to completely <laughs> pass away. Yes. I was like, hmm, if they're pretty fast to cut the plaster off. So he Actually, should have been, like, maybe unconscious, but maybe just even gasping for air. Yeah, well, I think that's the problem. When they went to save him, they rip off the strip covering his eyes, so they see his dead, lifeless eyes staring at the ceiling. But they don't bother to free any of the things that he can use to breathe, which I think would be the, the key, perhaps, <laughs> yeah. to not having have... this man die. <laughs> he might have just been unconscious, and they killed him because they only opened the thing around his eyes <laughs> yeah they were like well he's not blinking so he's dead <laughs> he must be dead he's <laughs> yeah. staring at us <laughs> um but they do decide like well now that we have this corpse let's solve our money problems by faking a drunk driving accident so all your art will start selling really high <laughs> yeah um, i was thinking maybe i should do that too just fake my own death and then become a, this really, really famous author. Yeah, and, and just like them, you could just keep making work and just hide it in a basement somewhere and be like, oh, I wrote all these before I pass. Yeah, all the books I wrote during lockdown. Oh, yeah, exactly. And <laughs> yeah, the people will be like, well, how did... Miriam was kind of like a Nostradamus. Like, how did she know all of this stuff that was going to be happening in 2025 or whatever? <laughs> yeah. That's I think idea. that... That could work. Um, you know, just let let me and maybe the folks at uh, HKHS Pod know, and we'll kind of spread the news, and we'll we'll try to get that going. Cool. Yeah, I think that's a that should work. Okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, so he's trapped in the loft, trying to to keep up the ruse of him being dead because his stuff is starting to sell really well. He's continuing to make headless statues, which he no longer needs to cover people in plaster for apparently. So. I mean, I guess he's improving as an artist. I think um, he just uses um, her body for, for all the statues. Oh, him. maybe. Because they but... were supposed to be made before he died. And he, he was using her as a model anyway. That's a good point. I think you're putting in more thought than I think either of them did. Maybe. Um... I watched it twice because I was so um, worried I was going to forget everything that happened. I don't, I don't know if it's worth remembering, but I appreciate it. <laughs> I have ADHD. I never remember anything. So <laughs> I was like, uh, uh, Brennan's going to talk to me about this and I'm going to be like, mm -hmm, sure. Yeah, I don't know. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, may maybe I'll slip in fake details to, to test you and see if you remember. Oh, yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, I, I won't. I, I could not make up the weird shit that happens on this television show. Probably not. I will find out, like, like oh, that's too realistic, Brennan. That can't be real. <laughs> yeah, that actually, that has internal logic and it makes sense. It wouldn't happen on this show. Yeah. Um. Okay, so, so 
Fabiana has been going out on running errands and getting groceries, including a very prominently placed box of Raisin Bran. Um, but she's been <laughs> out for... Yeah? <laughs> yeah, because I noticed that too. I was like, is there a reason for that box of cereal to be this prominent? Yeah, it it the Raisin Brain logo is bigger than either of their heads in this shot. <laughs> yeah. Maybe they're sponsoring the show or something. Maybe. But yeah, it's it's interesting cuz I haven't noticed a lot of product placement in this show, but maybe in season 2 they finally like nailed down like all right, let's get this going four episodes before the end. <laughs> <laughs> As you do. Yeah. Um but he, she was gone for so long that he thinks she's cheating on him with um he he doesn't know who, but he would assume that it's Art and fair because he's again very hot. Um, <laughs> and then Alex turns his head in this scene, and I suddenly notice that he has like a, a rat tail ponytail sticking out the back of his head that I never noticed before. Yeah, I saw that too. I was like, oh my god, did he have that the whole time? It's it's incognito. <laughs> it made him more icky. Ugh. Yeah, the, as if we needed more reason to be repulsed by this man <laughs> yeah but okay so he has another dream where he's sneaking out and he gets caught by the critic guy who's like well how can i be certain you won't do something stupid and ruin the the price of your things so he gets run through with a sword um he wakes up again um basically fabiana's like well, I need to go pick up the tickets for Paris. And he's like, what, you have to go right now? You're just going to cheat on me again. And she's like, I literally just need to do this thing that you require me to do for you. Yes, he's so unreasonable. I was so mad at by this point. Yes, like... and also bad at math. Because he's like, oh, what, the travel agent is 15 minutes each way? So you should be back in about half an hour. And I'm like, you did not account for her having to actually go into the building and do business first. Yes, and maybe she has to wait because there'll be other people there too who were first, who were before her or something like that. Yeah, exactly. Like, it is, it is foolish. He's going to make himself mad for no reason and ruin Fabiana's life some more. Yes, and accuse her of cheating all the time. All the time. And it's just like, again, if... I mean, look, the, the intricacies and intimacies of relationships are different for everyone. But when he... He refuses to have sex with her and then gets really upset to think that she might be having sex elsewhere. And it's like, I don't know what you want from her. It's so confusing. Like, do you want to have sex? Do you not want to have sex? Do you want her to have sex? Or do you, what do you want? Yeah, he's like, I only want you to want sex when I want sex, which is never. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, but of course, he has a dream about her having sex with Art in the elevator, and then there's like an axe fight, and he wakes up again. Um, Molly, his agent, I guess, um, curator of some kind, she shows yeah. up, and she's like, oh, hey, Alex. And he's like, what? You knew I was alive? And she's like, of course. Fabiana and I, we planned this whole thing, and we are in lesbian love together. <laughs> So that was that real? Because I was confused by that point. That was real. Yeah. As, okay. Er, good. In in the actual continuity of this plot, um, you know, and and like all real lesbians do, she gives her lover a very chaste peck on the cheek. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they swing an axe. He gets scared, but they 
swing the axe at the string, the rope holding the sword of Damocles, and he gets killed with the sword, as he deserves. Go, lesbians. Yes, that was a very good ending. Yeah, and I, I love that there was a, a, a queer twist in this uh, show. Me too. And I love me a good murder lesbian. They're the best kind. <laughs> yes, they are. <laughs> Yes, it was, a, it was a very satisfying ending. Yes, um, you know, queer people rising up, destroying the patriarchy, basically. Yes, that's good for a show from the 1980s. Yeah, the, yeah. this episode was like the first month of 1990 is when this episode oh, right. came out. Well, still. Oh, yeah, no, this is pre-Will and Grace, before people found out that gay people existed. Yeah. I think I like that. Yeah. And it's not, I mean, look, obviously the, the queer person is a murderer, which like representationally is not like the best perhaps, but also, but also yeah. it's great. They're doing, they're doing the Lord's work in this episode. Queer people can be murderers too, you know? That is true. Yeah. That's the thing. It's like representationally, it's like, it's only a problem depicting a minority person as a villain. If that's the only thing that you're doing with them. Yeah. Because all kinds of people are terrible. Exactly. And they weren't terrible because they were doing a good thing. Because he deserved to die. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so so we're back in Freddy's lair. He's like, come into my boudoir. I'll show you some sketchings. And his sketching is that he has clawed his name into the back of a, a dude who's just there. And he's like, it's a real good investment. After all, I'm dead. And I thought that was actually kind of funny. <laughs> yeah. um, which is very unusual for this show. So you you got lucky. Like, you know, I we kind of randomly picked these episodes just based on timing. But I'm glad you got the queer one and one with an actual joke in it. <laughs> yeah, that's a good deal. Hey. <laughs> I do my best. <laughs> okay, so... Um, cut to the next story. We're listening to some royalty-free saxophone music. Um, a, a young woman is reading the book Killer Sex, which is actually the only real connection to the previous episode. That's a book that was written by the previous person to live in this loft. Oh, okay. Yeah, so we have a like a, a buttoned-up prude girl and a, a nasty, naughty, sexy girl who are roommates. Whatever will they do? <laughs> Um, and they're, lo they're interviewing new potential roommates. Um, Art, the performance artist who really wasn't a huge part in the previous episode, he shows up to, to instigate his reign of terror and, or, or his reign of shirtless terror, which is better than a regular reign of terror, at least. True, true. Um, so basically he shows up, his shirt is fully open. Like he's playing a pirate at a dinner theater. Um... <laughs> And he is immediately horny and flirting with these girls. Um, a potential roommate shows up and he's like, oh, hi, I'm their lover. They share everything and scares off the potential roommate. Um, yeah, and, that was interesting. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's curious why they would allow him into their place. But again, I can answer that to, for you. He's very hot. <laughs> um, <laughs> he is, he is, yeah. People make bad decisions when people look like that. Oh, I know. Yeah. Let's not go there, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, we, we've all done it, Miriam. 
Um, but yeah, he's like, can I please be your roommate? I got kicked out of my last place. And they're like, uh, this, you're not giving a good first impression. Um, and one of them is like, well, we won't be able to go to the bathroom without putting clothes on first, which is a wild concern. Like that they were just planning on, I guess, running around naked, which is good for them. Yeah. Yeah, um, you know, I don't know. Maybe I run around naked all the time, but I live alone. So, well, yeah, uh... exactly. That is great. But these people don't. They just. They don't seem to me to have a naked bathroom relationship. No, they don't seem like friends. Yeah, or, like they or... kind of like low key hate each other. And one of them is like really prudish and buttoned up. And I think she's the one who has the concern about not being able to be naked. So I'm just like, I don't know how to read who these people are. I didn't think she was that prudish. Okay, that's fair. I, I just feel like, I feel, I felt like that's how they were trying to present her. Like how she's like different than the other girl and they're going to kind of clash and they have different personalities and needs, I guess. Yeah, but I, um, they did this thing where the, the, the so-called hot girl, she's also quite smart. So she's not dumb. No, usually, she's not. No, and usually it's it's these hot girls in movies are the dumb ones. That's and... very true. Um so I guess I guess you're right. These these women have certain shades of character that you wouldn't get normally. Yeah. I I thought it was interesting. Yeah, you're right. Maybe I was just reading the the tropiness of it too much rather than like actually looking at it properly but also i still don't really understand who these people are no i have no clue um, i think they're just like uh, maybe students who just are roommates also. yeah that seems like that seems fair they they are students they are doing homework at certain points um but art in order to get into their good graces he sees a giant like painting of a dog that they have hung up so he's like, well, I got kicked out for, for saving a rescue dog, and my old apartment didn't allow pets. I'll sleep in the bathtub. And they're like, sure, sounds like a plan. Yes. I think I just said out loud when I was watching it, I said out loud, I fucking hate art. <laughs> Which, I mean, that's what I say in every epi every time I'm watching a Freddy's Nightmares episode, but this time it actually applies to one of the characters. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And also, they... Like they are renting this house, and all the furniture is different except for the bathtub. The bathtub uh, is a, it is a it is it is a load bearing bathtub. It is a very important to the structure of this apartment. Yes. Also, these people never bathe, bathe or shower. Maybe they have a shower. Maybe they do, but clearly they don't have bathrooms in their bedrooms. Otherwise, the nakedness wouldn't be a concern. But we never see a bathroom. No. So it's it's really a mystery. But anyway, <laughs> Freddy shows up. He's like, that guy cut a bad deal. Women can't live with him. Can't live with him. Oh, oh, Freddy. Oh, Freddy, you rascal. How, God, straight people humor is so annoying. Uh, yeah, so I, it wasn't just me who was like, oh, I hate this. Oh, yeah, no, it, it's bad. And Freddy's been very gender essentialist in the last couple episodes i don't know why that happened um but it's it, it it's it's a thing but basically art um comes into the room of the 
non like the more buttoned up roommate <laughs> um yes. and he's like we should learn to get along and she's like i'm studying leave me alone and he's like well i see you're into ecology it's very important um and then he talks about he's like i spent all of 88 on a boat with a friend cutting tuna nets to save dolphins and he has this sexy scar on his hip he's like these fishermen shot me with a harpoon i'm i'm hiding out in springwood so the fishermen can't find me <laughs> as you do you know springwood small small place <laughs> yeah um but i don't know like i mean obviously you know if fishermen are mad that you're cutting their nets but once you're out of the water i don't think they're gonna chase you down and try to murder you like in your apartment probably not <laughs> yeah um yeah. so it is very clear to us the audience the that art is lying because he is uh he's doing a usual suspects he's just looking around the room and taking all the details he sees and putting them into his story yeah um and it works it does work um he has a, a friend named Troy who shows up. He's in the elevator. He's got a stab wound. And he's like, it's the fisherman. <laughs> and the girl has a dream that Arts gets stabbed with a fisherman's harpoon. It's very stupid. Um, but then he, he does come back. He's like, yeah, I took my friend to the hospital. He's undressing in front of her. And he's like, oh, I risk my life for these dolphins, you know? And then he's like you're the most attractive woman I've ever met. And she's like, that's strange. Suddenly, you're the most attractive man I've ever met. <laughs> As if she's seen a more attractive person than this man in Springwood, Ohio. <laughs> like, she seems shocked that he's attractive. I know, I mean, maybe she is more on the, like, demisexual side of things where she's more attracted to people that she gets to know. And mm -hmm. that is fair. Um, Although I don't know how that would help with art because he's terrible. He is terrible. Yeah, you should fuck him at first sight and not get to know him. Yeah, it's one of those things where if you could super glue his mouth shut, um, you might have a good time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's one of those guys you meet in a bar and then the music's too loud to actually hear anyone speak. And then you can just take him home. Yeah, it, it, it is not purely aesthetic. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Um. So then, okay, have you ever seen the Rocky Horror Picture Show, Miriam? I have not. Oh, okay. Then I won't, I won't make a big deal out of this reference then. But there is a scene where um, these two people are getting seduced in the, in the exact same, like, scene that's just repeated twice over but with different characters. Um, oh, okay. And that's basically what happens in this episode. Like, he, he goes to seduce the other roommate now, because apparently they only live in this loft one at a time. Um, like, the other one is out when the, when the other one is in. Yeah, maybe um, they do hate each other, eh? Yeah, maybe they do. What is their story? God, I want to know now. Yeah, and, and this one's really interesting. She is dancing in her bra, having a little dance party in her room to royalty-free licensed music that is not Bon Jovi, but Art comes in and he's like, oh, you love Bon Jovi, huh? And she's like, sure do. And I'm like, okay, then why weren't you listening to them? Because other music is good too. <laughs> it's not just Bon Jovi in the world. No, no, I... Yeah. Uh, Mir, you're, you're, you're too kind and 
willingness willing to acknowledge these people's humanity <laughs> i'm just i'm taking aim at the script because i think she's supposed to be listening to bon jovi but she's clearly not it's it's just that silly they, like fake instrumental music that they have that you don't have to pay people to play yeah because they clearly couldn't afford to get bon jovi music on the show oh certainly not um but yeah so he does the same thing he lies about how he was a security guard on a bon jovi tour and he's like i had to beat up this guy who was trying to sneak backstage but he was the son of a mobster and now the mob is after me yeah um, not to kill him just to shoot him in the knee yeah, they're very focused. They hate his knees. They yeah. want to break them both. <laughs> um, but his friend Troy shows up dressed as Guido, a mob hitman. He is dressed like the walls of a pizza parlor. Like, it is the most fake Italian you'll ever see. <laughs> um, they stage yeah, a fight. I have questions about, yes. about the friend. Okay. Because Art is telling these stories to get to... Uh, to seduce the girls mm -hmm. but he apparently gets his friends to help him to get laid and yeah. it's not just like in a bar where you're like I don't know the wingman or something mm -hmm. but it's it's this really elaborate scheme <laughs> it's very elaborate especially for someone who looks like that just take your shirt off point at yourself and go want to do it and a lot of people will say yes. Yeah, I would have said yes if I was those girls. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't have let him live in my apartment, but I would no, have said yes no. to that. But I would have said yes to um, him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's, he's. So he doesn't need the friend. He doesn't need... I don't know. I was so confused. And what's in it for the friend? Does he get to seduce the girls after Art's had them? Maybe, or maybe he also loves Art and hopes that by helping him enough, Art will see that, you know, he's been oh. the right one for him this whole time. Okay, yeah, that's a good point. That could be true. Yeah, I, I ship them. Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, and, and also... Art can be bisexual. Yeah, I'm like, if anyone is, like, Art, Art seems to exist in a lot of spaces um that that would make sense to me yes okay like so he, he seems that. very like open true um but yeah so what's going on okay uh -huh. so he does have sex with the bon jovi girl um the girls both are finally home at the same time they see him sleeping in the tub and they're talking about how much danger he's in and they're like oh my god he told you too but then they realize that he told them completely different stories. <laughs> so they he, he wakes up in the tub and they're like, take your scars, take your lies, and get out. Yeah, um, that was good. That was good. Um, yeah, I'm proud that they, they really, this episode is about women banding together to get rid of the men in their lives, which I, I'm behind. Me too. I'm all for that. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> But then this robber guy in a ski mask does show up and he's like, do what I say. No one gets hurt. They do assume that it's, you know, his friend Troy again, because they know he likes to put on these ridiculous ruses, um, <laughs> which is a fair assumption. Yeah. Um, 
the, in a struggle, they eventually get the gun away from them or away from him. And she's like, oh, look, you even got a fake gun. Ha ha. And he's like, it's not fake. And she's like, oh, it isn't. Oh, I'll prove it to you. And she shoots them both. I was impressed. Yeah, she's a, she's a good shot. Yeah. Two shots and they're both dead. Yeah, that that's I mean. I don't have a lot of experience in this field, but I imagine that's not particularly easy to do, especially as someone who's not trained in gun usage. Exactly. Look, I have never held a gun in my life and I probably never will, mm -hmm. but I have watched the A-Team and they always <laughs> miss. <laughs> yeah. And that seems nothing's more accurate than the A-Team. <laughs> exactly. But no, I, yeah, I, I, I hear it's hard to do. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so Freddy shows up again and he, um, wait, oh yeah. So yes, there's, it, it's a really weird scene where there's like a man and a woman in Freddy's lair, like kind of canoodling and Freddy's like, some people say anything to get in a chick's pants. He said he was a friend of mine. And then he scares the dude away and then he's like, Hey babe. And horny Freddy is not, is not the vibe that I want. No. Oh, it's so creepy. <laughs> yeah, it's it's incredibly disturbing. But now the episode's over. So I know you were struggling a little bit to think about it, but do you have an idea of what your final thoughts are going to be on this episode? Was it a dream? Was it a nightmare? Or did it put you to sleep? Well, actually, I um, I watched this episode right before I went to bed. Oh, okay. And, um, I watched it, watched it in bed, actually. And um, it was the first time in weeks that I slept for eight hours straight. Wow. So it quite literally put me to sleep. <laughs> I mean, look, that is, you, you put that theory to the test, and I think that's the most secure score we've ever given to an episode. <laughs> yeah, so I'm going to go with that. Okay. Okay, great. So at least something good came out of doing this show. Oh God. Yes. I was so happy when I woke up. <laughs> Congratulations. That's, that's so hard in 2020. <laughs> I know. Right. <laughs> um, and for me, I'd say this episode was borderline dream nightmare. Like mo anything to do with any man, except for looking at art is a nightmare. Um, but I love, women banding together to murder all that stuff is a dream so it, it's 50 50. yeah yeah i can see that um but all right so miriam now that we're now that we've you know gotten a chance to get to know you a little bit where can everybody find you out there on the internet to continue to hear your wonderful thoughts um you can follow me on twitter um at letters to miriam or on instagram uh at uh, some kind of Miriam. I just oh, you, you changed just, my you handle. Just, oh yeah, I, I noticed that because I was looking you up earlier to, I don't know, to message you, I think. And I was like, where'd you go? Yeah, no, I I um, I changed my handles because um, they used to be Hufflequeer. Oh, And yep. I thought, you know, new followers won't know my real feelings about JKR and they will assume that I like her. So I changed it. Yeah, that's, that's challenging. It's, it's so many people have, including myself, have built Harry Potter into their lives in some way or other. And having to like recontextualize all that is, has been challenging. Yeah. So 
That's why. Yeah, letters to Miriam or um, some kind of Miriam, I think. Probably. Yeah, yeah. I, I saw that on Instagram this morning. That's what it okay. is. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I will do my due diligence and double check and post the proper thing in our show notes as well. So you can find <laughs> those there. Um, but yeah, you can find me on Twitter at It's Raining Brands and Instagram at The Burning Clem. Our artwork was created by Henry Hall. If you'd like to support trans artists, and you should, you can send him a commission at henryhall.design. Our theme song is Living in a Dream by Pseudo Echo. Uh, rate and review us wherever you get us. Next episode, Miriam's coming back to talk about <laughs> season two, episode 18, Fun House. A couple move into an old house that is supposedly haunted, but the wife soon realizes just who's haunting the house. Oh boy. Later, another couple move into the house and form an unusual relationship with the moving man. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so that's what you have to look forward to until Friday. Sweet dreams, everybody. Bye-bye.